ございます。Hello, it is the standard, the conversation, the blueprint, the CEO, Mercedes Money. And you are listening to Mangu Khan Salami podcast. So make sure you join and listen to it weekly. Hi, right, this is Roberto. You're back with another Steambox podcast. Today I'm with my Steampunks from Highlander Charter School. Steampunks, please say what's up. What's up? up? Yo, this is not the normal Steambox versus podcast. Today we're starting. You guys have been building this all year long. What is the name of this podcast? I believe you coined the term. Yes, indeed. It's Mangu con Salami. We are here. Mangu con Salami is our love and romance, our teen-based love and romance-focused podcast, Mangu con Salami. We have a special guest today, Deshaun. Deshaun is with us from the Katie Brown Educational Program. Deshaun, what's up? Yo, what's up? What's up? We were talking about wrestling before we walked in the room. I'm a little mad. It looks like Vince McMahon is taking over WWE again, and wrestling's about to get boring for me. It is. It is. Um, yeah, it's about to take a, a bad turn. Do you have a favorite? Like, who's your favorite? Of all time, or? I feel like you're an Undertaker guy. Like, I listen to you and I see an Undertaker guy. Who's your favorite? The Rock. The Rock. You're, yeah, you're a Rock lame. guy. Yeah. You said good choice? Yeah. Anybody else have a favorite wrestler? I know. Yeah. Ray Mysterio, easily. The- oh, Yo, Ray yeah, Mysterio yeah, guy. He's the GOAT for sure. I uh, Logan Paul. Oh. Shut up. For Logan you Paul. just said Logan Paul. The you are the biggest the troll. Logan. You're the yeah. biggest yeah. troll in this whole program, yeah. Logan Paul. My Snoop Dogg. Yo, how is Snoop Dogg even qualifying for a wrestler? <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I hate to admit this. I hate to admit this. And I know where I don't want to ruin our Manguko and Salami time. But uh, Logan Paul, for the world at home, if you don't know, Logan Paul is a super, uh, a super famous YouTuber uh, and media specialist. Uh, he has some controversy behind him sometimes. It seems like him and his brother Jake can be, uh, can be dicks, I, I gotta say. Um, but you, you like Logan Paul? No. You don't like Logan Paul, but he's your favorite wrestler? Yeah. You see why this is weird? No. Here, let me tell you something. <laughs> I don't like Logan Paul either, but I'm with you because Logan Paul stepped into the wrestling ring and I wanted to see him get his ass beat. But just like Bad Bunny before him, two dudes who have no business being in the wrestling ring were kind of dope. Right. Bad Bunny, Logan Paul, super dope, had are better than some of the actual wrestlers. We were talking about almost. Yeah, almost, uh, yeah. Jake Paul is better than Amos. Omos, Logan Paul is better than Omos, and so is uh, and so is Bad Bunny. So, I feel so bland. shout out to them. Y'all had dope. Go ahead. Isn't WWE just a script? Yo, so what I heard. So what you're talking about is how it's predetermined, right? It's almost yeah. like uh, it's like theater. It is. Yes, it is like theater. I'm happy you didn't use the F word because a lot of people call it fake. But I also see. I saw some dude's leg last week was turned the other way around, which was wild. That's not fake. That's real. <laughs> you know what I mean? The stuff that they're doing is real. But yeah, it is predetermined. It is scripted a lot of the time. Um, what's not scripted and what's not predetermined is love and romance. When <laughs> that's my real terrible transitions. <laughs> Please forgive me. That was segue, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> was it a little bit of a stretch, Deshaun? A little bit. I'll take it. Uh, when I was your age, um, when I was your age, when I was in high school, uh, just after your age, because I would say by the end of my sophomore year, uh, I started I started dating somebody, and I honestly thought it was the forever. I think that's what we think when we enter relationships, especially yeah. when we're young. I was like, yo, this is the forever. I got feels. I got all of these things. Has anybody ever been in the forever 
You've been in the forever? You're 15 years old and you've already been in the forever. You out of the forever now? So you've already been in and out of the forever. Tell me about it. Tell me about that feel. Uh, I mean, it only lasted like a year and like a half, but yeah. It was exhilarating like for like come high then. At the end, it just started like, you know, it just started like coming weird. Everywhere, everything just goes like, downhill at that. Yeah, it's never like... like you you see this relationship as one of the best things, and then some self you hit a certain point where it is crashes down like stocks. This thing it crashes like the stock market. No, it's never that dramatic. But at least for me, it wasn't. It wasn't as like dramatic. Like just pop. It just you just feel in your gut the slow decline, and it's really weird for like something so short as like a year to look. I guess when you're older, a year seems like nothing, but it really feels like everything's just unraveling very slowly, and you can feel it but can't quite stop. Yeah. Ten, ten. Can I add something? We, what do you think? Like, why do you think that happens? Um, because we know, like, a relationship. Like, I can like kind of uh, correlate to like a, a job interview, right? You kind of wear your best outfit. You kind of hide certain flaws about yourself, right? Yeah. Same thing when you first start dating somebody. It's like the honeymoon phase, right? Why do you think, like, towards the middle of the relationship, you start to like, all right, things start to decline? But because uh, people start to change to accommodate what their partner does or to change how they feel about certain things because their partner does it, too. And people just change naturally over time from the influences around social media and everything about. Them. I see you, you and you and you. Uh, have you ever had that happen to you? It doesn't matter if it's a romantic relationship. Have you ever been with a friend or a romance or something where uh, they were one thing at first, but the more you get to know them, they're kind of not really that thing? Not really. I keep myself on. Oh, but you've witnessed this. You've seen it from other people. What did you want to add? Uh, I think that is going down. Like when you're at the peak of your relationship and it goes down, I think it's because like maybe you're too comfortable with the person. Like you're not getting to know them that much anymore. Okay. I feel like the more people hide things, the less you like. Like this person says, "Oh, if he feeds into like the forever thing." or she, if she or he feeds into the forever stage and like they lie about it and they start like, like their flaws start coming out more and you start seeing who they really are. And it's just like, why didn't you tell me this in the beginning? Yeah, yeah. And I also, I don't wanna, I don't wanna skip over the last point too about, did you say getting comfortable? Was that that point of, of getting comfortable? I can't wait to hear you process this. Uh, go ahead and then Billy, go ahead. Yeah, I wanna circle back to what Great said about getting comfortable and contrast what Lisa said. So I feel like, not only if they lie about some things, they could ruin it, but also if they are too truthful or if the relationship is like too open information wise and you know all the flaws, sometimes all you can see is the flaws, whether you like it or not. So if you know too much that's wrong about a person, sometimes you start to get comfortable with it and what's right with them doesn't seem to like show up in your head. So we had a conversation about exactly what you guys were saying earlier. What do we call those flaws when we see them? We call them red flags. So you're saying sometimes there could be too many red flags and, and it starts to like, it, it starts to it add up. up. No, I feel like I was saying more of like a, when the red flags aren't red flags because they're just kind of who they are, which could go either positive or negative. But I feel like eventually it ends up negative because it just kind of blinds. One of the wildest things I've ever heard mm. came from a, a dumbass cartoon. It came from Bojack Horseman on Netflix. I love that show. I love that show. Never watched it. So thank you for adding that you've never watched it. Uh, nobody asked you, Billy. Uh, in, in Bojack Horseman, in Bojack Horseman, 
uh, this character, uh, Kitty, Princess Carolyn, uh, she talked about rose-colored glasses. It's not a phrase that we all use now. It's a generational phrase that probably older people use. Have any of you ever heard of looking through the world, uh, yes, looking at yes. the world of rose colors? What does that mean? Uh, it's pretty much how you're seeing everything through rose-tinted glasses, and when you do that, you can't exactly see the red. You, you can't see the red flags. Because one of my friends, everything. Yeah, red. one of my friends, uh, she said that she had been looking through that, but it wasn't like relationship-wise. What did you want to add earlier? Uh, I honestly forgot. Sure. <laughs> Dishan, what do you what do you think about this? Uh, uh, love having a peak, right? Uh, yeah. Too many too many red flags, getting too comfortable. So I so um I think this kind of like three ways you can think about relationships, right? Um, it could be either violent, unhealthy, or you're just not compatible, right? Um, so think about it this way. Violent, you know, physical, verbal, emotional, right? Um, we know that's considered like red flags right there. Unhealthy may not be considered like necessarily red flags all the time. It's just that you might have unhealthy ways of thinking. And that's, and it's like, how, how much can I tolerate when it comes to that type of relationship, right? What's an unhealthy way of thinking in a relationship? So... Overthinking? It could be overthinking, absolutely. Okay. Or it could be the fact that um, a person um, might feel jealous all the time, right? Um, jealousy is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, it's just how you act on your jealousy, right? I can feel jealous, but if I start to do violent things or try to control the situation because I'm jealous, that's different, right? But if I am start to become like, start to feel too much jealous and my, my partner is like, all right, this is unhealthy for me then, you know, this is something that's like, okay, this type of relationship we don't really need to be in, right? Doesn't jealousy come from the overthinking? Because they're thinking about it so much and we're seeing things and just get jealous. So your jealous feelings can lead to overthinking, right? So like at the K Brown, we kind of talked about this in high school, why your jealous feelings are natural, right? Meaning that if I'm walking to class, I see my partner talking to somebody and they're having an interesting conversation. She's, she's laughing, giggling, having a great time. And I start to feel jealous, right? But then it can lead to my overthinking, right? It can lead to what we call our jealous thoughts, meaning that I'm starting to assume things and I'm starting to overthink things without actually having a conversation, right, with my partner. And that can lead to your jealous actions if you don't have that conversation, meaning that I might do things to try to control it. I might, um, I apologize, you'll <laughs> you go. I was going to say, like, like, being jealous is, like, for me, it's, like, you, it's, like, hard to communicate about it because, like, you don't know what to say. you just, like, you're angry about it. Oh no! Is it is it hard because you know that what you're about to say is jealousy and you don't want to yeah, express like, that? Oh no! But yeah. you're also holding all that jealousy in. What do and if you let out too much of it, you could be seen in the raw, and the per like the person like they don't see it as how you see it, so can see it a certain way, and they see it a certain way, they get mad at you for the way you're expressing it. Isn't that friends come in and like his, yeah, and they always have like this. They're always like. Like, they always have comments. They always yeah. have comments to say that add on to, like, the So, it's interesting because jealousy seems like the kind of thing that we should just not have. Just don't be jealous, right? But it's impossible to do that. But it's impossible. But, so, and then we're told to express ourselves. But if we're expressing ourselves in a jealous moment, then we're weird. It's unattractive. Or you have a problem for no reason. Where do we get, uh, I see you, I see you, I, I'm going to get there. Where do, how do you balance, uh, how do you balance those emotions with also being in control of yourself and not being a toxic partner when you're feeling jealousy? 
And it's, it's really comes down to like communication. You're talking about everything, right? Now, I can't guarantee that um, the fact that you communicate, you're jealous. I can't guarantee how your partner's going to react. But, you know, one thing you don't do is that you don't accuse the person. Say, you did this, you made me feel jealous, right? Because if I accuse you of something, what you going to do? Get defensive, right? Um, but if I say, I felt jealous because I seen you talking to someone, right? Then we can uh, kind of have that conversation, right? And of course, there, there's such thing as being too obsessive, meaning that if you feel jealous about every little thing, uh, maybe you don't need to bring up every single thing because no one wants to have to deal with that every single time. So it's, it's really about picking and choosing, um, you know, what really means to you. Before, so you had a follow-up, you had a follow-up. Before I get to the follow-ups and then questions, um, I want to I wanna ask if I'm reading you right. Uh, when we're talking about some of those things that can start to break a relationship, we listed jealousy and we listed overthinking, but I also heard you distinguish the two so that those are two different things, but together they can be a deadly combination. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, it can basically lead to overthinking, right? Um, that's, that's, that's what can happen with jealousy. Um, like I said, jealous, your jealous feelings are natural, but when you start to overthink you, like you said, um, that's when it can start to become dangerous. Um, you can start to assume things. Go for it. I feel like jealousy, it gets worse. Like confronting it is even harder when um, it's someone they're close with, you know? Like someone they they known longer than, when it's someone that they have known longer than you, that's even harder to confront. Cause then it's like, you know, it's like something, something they're really close with. And obviously you're gonna be jealous if they're like super close friends and they know each other very well, more than you know. Carol, exactly. I want to say, what do you do with that? Deshaun's like way, like maybe you're like that. That's what it. That's when it leads to the overthinking. Like, is my partner not disclosing enough about them, or are they not like explaining themselves? Like, are they not like telling me how they talk to them, and that just stays still? Um, I'm gonna before I get to this. Oh no, I'm sorry. Why don't you just do that? Do your yeah. All right. So when it came to expressing jealousy, I feel like a lot of things that get wrong is. That go wrong when things get lost in translation within yourself. So like sometimes you have feelings and things bother you and you try to express them, but you don't know quite the words. Or sometimes it's just a gut feeling and, and you don't know how to quite present that to them. And you say the wrong things or you don't say enough things or you say more than you actually mean and it just goes wrong. How's on? Deshaun, can you give not just the students in this room, but we have a lot of listeners. Can you give our listeners just one starting point to that conversation because when you said when we're like what do you do about those feelings you were like a healthy conversation uh some of us don't know where to begin with healthy conversation my parents did not teach me healthy conversation because they sucked at conversation uh and some of some of our students and some of our audience probably have the same thing where we don't even know to be how to begin how do you begin a healthy conversation around jealous thoughts yeah, and then just going back to what I was saying earlier, just about um, taking more accountability of your emotions, how you feel, right? Um, focusing on that and trying to express that with your partner. Um, if I felt sad, upset, if I felt jealous, if I felt whatever way I feel, I can express how I feel. Um, Tell me words. What, what are some words that we should use to start that conversation? Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's really about putting your partner, like, if you feel jealous, just pulling your partner aside and saying, hey, um, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, I'm not saying you did anything wrong, but you know, when I see you talking to whoever, um, I felt a little jealous about this, right? And hopefully like your partner can have that conversation and try to like, okay, where should we go, where should we go from here, right? Um, 
not necessarily how do I make you feel less jealous, uh, but you know, what are some things like we can compromise on? Um, so for an example, I have a, um, pretend I have a girlfriend, right? And she wants to hang out with some guy. I'm obviously gonna feel jealous about that. Am I gonna stop her from seeing him? No, because that's controlling. But I would be honest with her and saying, this is how I feel about you hanging out with this person, right? I, I feel jealous, right? Uh, and really having that conversation, trying to come up with a compromise that works best for you, for you and your partner, if that makes sense. When you attempt to stop them, is that the point where maybe you're starting to reach toxicity, but short exactly. of that, it's healthy conversations? Um, I do wanna move on. I will allow you to come back to jealousy on your questions. I wanna point out with pride that the name Mangusco and Salami, one more time, uh, came from this group. It came from Diego especially, but this group actually worked together on this at Highlander Charter School. I'm so proud of that. But this particular episode is produced by Josias and uh, Udalin. Uh, so congratulations to them. They are producing. We've gone so far away from probably what they had in mind because we started with the spinoff, and I apologize. But before we go further away from you guys, I want to get right to you. Uh, what uh, what kind of things do we want to know from this conversation? Um, what's the best advice that you received that you can give to us as a child, as a teenager? Specifically around romance. Yeah. Okay. Yes, uh, the best advice I would say is, um, and this may sound really cliche, but it's something that's really important. Uh, make sure you know what you want, right? Make sure you know what you want out of that relationship. Uh, make sure you love yourself first, right? Uh, and if you... Oh, go ahead, go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> and if you love yourself first, you get to um, have a... Sorry. You get, you get to have a better understanding that, okay, this is something I will tolerate or something I will not, right? Um, I think about, like, my daughter. I have a daughter now, and I'm like, I love her to death, right? Uh, meaning that if she's in a certain relationship, I'm going to tell her, like, listen... You know, you deserve better if she's in a violent relationship or unhealthy, right? So same thing when it comes to yourself. You have to say to yourself, like, hey, um, is this something I should tolerate? Should I be in this relationship? Um, no, because I love myself more, right? And then you can focus on what you want in your relationship. What would be one piece of advice that you would give, producer of this fire? What would be one piece of advice that you would give from stuff that you've learned in your very early years about romance? Uh, somebody told me this advice that really stuck with my heart was we're back at the end for meaning like don't waste time I think that are necessary that like they're gonna cause you harm in the future that really don't make sense to you like it won't value to anchor okay all right um and sometimes you know it's not it doesn't work right and if you know it doesn't work that would be wasting time continuing okay um what is your question for Deshaun so this is meant for the show, is what's it called, Dance with 100? Why are you asking me? I don't know. Because I've heard you're a dancer. So, like, tell us about that, like, your dance, like, your dance is spirit. Yes, yeah, so I've been actually dancing since I was eight years old. Um, more of a hip-hop style dancing. And I started teaching uh, when I believe I was 17. Um, and I've been teaching ever since. So I, I don't teach now because I have an ACL injury, but... Uh, I have been teaching since then, since I was like 17 years old. So I have experience from um, dance work, like my dance team in college, as well as like um, teaching in Boston and Rhode Island. Um, like Boston. Dance competitions. Dance competitions, um, recitals, everything. What is you? Do you have a dance like ambitions? Is that something that you're into? 
I don't know. I'm figuring that out because I've been watching. I watched the show and I really loved it. So I'm really like, I'm big cool about it now. I don't know. What do you want to add? Okay, so on the dance topic, what's your opinion on getting sturdy? <laughs> what the? I'm old. I don't know what getting sturdy means. Sorry, Mr. So. No, we can't. This is not. That, I don't think that would make a good podcast. And even if we were doing video, I'm pretty sure we'd lose audience. Uh, what's your opinion on getting sturdy? So I. I, I can't do it now. Obviously, my knees are terrible, but uh, I, I think it's pretty dope uh, because, like, it just shows the evolution of dance. Like, uh, we had, in, in, when I was in college, the lean with it, rock with it. Uh, look that up if you haven't. You're, tech you're a baby. Or, <laughs> you're a baby. Or um, the snap your fingers, all that, right? So we had, like, different evolutions when it came to that. Uh, so it's just pretty dope. Like, when I see people do that, I'm like, oh, that's pretty dope. I can't do it, but... <laughs> That's what you think about getting sturdy. Uh, who's the youngest person in this room? 14? Any 14? Great. Great 13. Probably great. Great 13. 14. All right. So, four, so 14? 14? So we've got some 14-year-olds in the room. What's your opinion on going from getting sturdy to going steady? 14-year-olds going steady. What's your opinion on a 14-year-old being like, uh, this is going to be a one-on-one -on -one relationship. I'm not dating. I'm just, just you, me and you. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, when it comes to, I'm gonna I'm gonna get personal too. I'm gonna ask you to consider. <laughs> you guys, anything you want? Consider Laiha, the daughter. You've got a daughter. Your daughter's 14 years old. Yeah. Uh, with that in mind, what is your opinion on a 14 year old going steady? Oh, oh it changed things, didn't it? <laughs> it got different real quick. A little bit. Uh, the advice that he had for you is not the same advice that he's got for his daughter. <laughs> What'd you mind? So I started dating right, and my dad. He started talking to me, right? Yeah. And he was like, "You gotta, you have to include." Because I started talking to my girlfriend more, right? And yep. I got less close to my sister. And I feel bad about that. And my dad started talking to me because he realized, he realized my sister started missing me. And he was like, "Um, how old is your sister? She's in fifth year, so she's ten. Okay, I think. Yep. And um, your whole sister. Yeah, yeah. And then he was like, um. You gotta like and be careful what you do around her, you know, because she follows after you. And she was, and he was like, she even asked me, when can I, when can I start dating? Oh my God, he started laughing. Well, well go ahead. That's one thing that I see a lot because I have a stepfather, yep. and he has three kids, two girls and a boy. The boy is thirteen. Now we're talking. I know where we're going. Please do. The boy is thirteen years old, and he lets him have a girlfriend whenever he wants. Uh, do this so you can get the girl. But when it comes to the 15-year-old that's my age, she can't have a boyfriend. Oh, no, I don't want to see you with that boy. I don't want to see you going out anywhere. Like, I feel like that's different. How do you how do you feel about this? Do you, how does that make you feel? Does that make you feel loved and cared for? Does that make you feel, like, overprotected? Tell me how that makes you feel. I feel like as a father, like, for he explains to me, he'd be like, oh, she's a girl. Um, She runs more risks. But in my opinion, I feel like girls are stronger mentally. Yep. They know what they want. They know what they have to do. If you teach them right, I feel like a girl will do what they have to do. But when it comes to stuff in a relationship, I'm not being nothing, but I feel like a guy is weaker when it comes to sexual relationships or whatever. That's what I feel, personally. So I'm like, if you teach your daughter right, and if you teach your son right at the same time, they both know what to do and what not to do. Uh, please tell me more about how guys are weaker in relationships. Like I'm not saying like weaker. I'm saying like when it comes to sexual attraction, they're gonna want it more. 
Okay. That's what I see. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. They, yeah. They're weaker for sex, they, right? Like, yeah, they're weaker okay. For that. That's okay. interesting to me. Um, uh, go ahead and then go ahead. And I can't wait to get back to you. And you're not off the hook. <laughs> Honestly, I agree with her cause like my my dad be doing now. Me, he be like, like he be like, oh yeah, he be getting girls. Go get him. You're a hunter. You're expected to go hunt. And my sister, like he be like, he doesn't. They don't care no more cause like she's like getting up to the age now. But like they tell her, like to chill, don't do that stuff. Just cause like. What the, the like the generation like to be showing like they see that if, like if girls do this they like all these names but if boys do this it's not really about that like, you wear it, but oh yeah. no I feel like I feel like no nah, I don't I don't know about that attraction thing to sex cause I feel like like from what I be hearing about girls I don't know they be they be doing the same thing boys be doing. they I mean they do right they're people and they they are out there doing the same things but the math is bad. It does, the math doesn't math, and I can't wait to hear your opinion on this, because uh, when, when I was younger, and so far we've heard from brown people on this subject in this group, and I can't wait to hear from other people in this group too, uh, but when I was younger, it was uh, Roberto, Robertito, which I hated, uh, <laughs> Robertito, how many girlfriends do you have? Bro, I'm in like first grade, third grade, how many girlfriends do I have? Do you and, call me Tigeret? Yo, how many, right? So because because you're expected, Tigre, Tiger, because you're expected to hunt, how many girlfriends do you have? But the girls in the family are not expected to have boyfriends. I don't want to bring in a boy to my house. Exactly. Here's how it's bad math. Because if y'all ain't supposed to be dating, but I'm supposed to be dating 10 of y'all, then where am I supposed to be getting 10 of y'all? Because y'all ain't even supposed to be dating. It's bad math. You had similar experience? Uh, no, I didn't really date when I was younger. It also sounds no, like sexism. It sounds like sexism, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think we can... I, does everybody... Would everybody agree that that just is sexism? Yeah. Will we agree yeah. that... Well, but, like, nowadays, like, moms, like, they've been on girls' side more. Like, my mom's been like my... Like, my mom's been, like... She's been, like, helping my sister, like, learn to date more, get, like, closer to boys and stuff. Like, she don't care no more. Like, they're used to it now, but... Now, but, like, now, before... Definitely. It always depends on your wall. So there's moms that are old school, and then there's moms that are, like were caught up. My mom's old school. My mom's Chris and old school. I don't watch it with no board. Yep. yep. But then there's moms that are cool and that are up to date, and they're like, I suppose, go ahead and prove it. Can yes, I? My mom. What you got go ahead, tell Billy. Tell me more. I, I see you. I'm sorry, Billy. Tell me more. Uh, I had talked to her about me maybe liking someone, and this was when I was in middle school, and it was. It's hard for me to tell whether or not I do feel the feeling of love, I guess. Because, like, I've, I haven't felt it a lot towards people outside of my family. So I can't really tell what that feels like. So I was talking to my mom, and she was just like, okay, well, you are friends with her, right? And I'm just like, yes. So she said, keep in mind that it's okay for you to date. You can date when you feel like you are ready. Uh, but keep in mind that she's not gonna be the gr the one you're gonna be with forever. You're gonna break up at some point, and people don't usually stay friends after that. And if you you want to be absolutely sure before you date her, because if also there's always the chance of her not liking you back, and that can make things awkward. How can you be sure if you don't get a chance to date them? Uh, well, it's because... Oh, be sure about whether or not you should engage yeah. in... Okay. Yeah, be sure whether or not you actually are feeling these feelings. 
can I can I ask? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you guys, and I know that I already broke this down. Like, hey, I've already heard from brown people in the room, but uh, more specifically, just because I haven't heard from you guys much at all in this topic, uh, what's it like for you guys? Have you guys experienced that two different worlds for boys and girls? So out loud, please. Not at all. Not at all. It's the same. Is it encouraged that you're dating? Is it discouraged that you're dating? Or is it just support either way? Well, my mom and my, my especially my mom, she wants me to, like, focus on my studies before I, like, go into dating. Yep. Okay. How do you feel about that? Um, yeah. All right. Uh, what did you want to add? Um, honestly, I feel like the wreath, the way that if you restrict girls from, like, dating and whatnot, they don't really get to learn. So I feel like instead of restricting them from dating altogether, you should allow them and like with boys, teach them how to do it properly and like guide them. That, that's the right way. This is what you need as a young person. Right. I'm going to ask Deshaun how he feels about that in a second. Uh, last one on this topic before I get to Deshaun. I mean, <clears throat> when my mom, she's very old. So anything about a boy, it's who, why, where, when, and why aren't you focusing on your status? Like, why is this boy coming into the middle of years like of your school and she always thinks there's gonna be a downfall from this and i feel like we're trying to explain things to my mom at least it's very hard for me since she 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 grew up mostly doing the housework and like just being there not dating not not school isn't very much for her so with me i don't tend to speak to her about it mostly i go to like my brother or my sister which are like caught up and more of they're the, older yeah they're okay. old, older but closer to them and they're more up to date about it and i feel like with them they know things and they know how to teach me better but they're also not a great example since my brother and my sister-in-law are high school sweethearts so it's like <clears throat> you're not always gonna have that person that you that you think are gonna be your high school sweetheart and believe that if but are not your high school sweetheart because that's not they're high school sweethearts and they're making it and Billy was told that you don't, right? Like your first one. But it's not, not, not your first, not your second, not your third. It doesn't have to be your first runner-ups that you're dating that are going to become the ones you're going to stay with throughout your whole life. You got to like experiment, not experiment, but like go through different types of things so you know what you actually bought. It's not impossible, just so that we all are clear. It's not impossible that that high school sweetheart's your first romance. It's not impossible that that makes it. But from my perspective in my world, it doesn't usually work out that way. So I think your mom had good advice for you, yeah. uh, although the absolute probably made it seem hopeless. Yeah. And I don't think that's fair to start from a hopeless no. point of view. But she, she made sure that I knew that yeah. it is, like, there is a chance you will be with uh, who have you, like, for a while. And there is a chance that this will be an actual relationship. But it's not going to be like you're forever. Deshaun, we've got yeah. we've got a lot on the table, Deshaun. So there is uh, what is a fair age for your daughter to start dating at and what advice would you have for her? And then there's also we've got uh, cultures in our state, in our community that encourage boys uh, to date and uh, live sexual lifestyles and discourage girls to date and have sexual lifestyles. Uh, those are two different things approach as you will so i can kind of like put two of those into one thing where it's it's all about and i'm, I'm gonna be honest as a parent it's all about like not for every family but sometimes it's about that parent's experience that they dealt with right 
Um, so let's approach the one about the, the boys being able to date and girls not being able to. I have a friend, actually, um, what an old friend. Um, and he he got married. He has a daughter now. Um, but he also was nervous when he first had his daughter because he, he knew that when he was in high school and in college, the way he treated women was not that great. So he was afraid that somebody's going to do that to his daughter, right? So that's an example of the experience that he felt in the past that might happen towards his daughter, right? I'm just thinking overall, um, when it comes to your past experience, um, sometimes parents are afraid that you're going to um, deal with the same things they have dealt with, right? Um, so usually that is like, a, I guess it's like something that just like makes them worry that you, uh, like about who you're going to date in the past, you know? Um, I don't know if that kind of answers the question, but. Do you think if boys, boys could be absolutely the same in every way, hormonally and everything, but if boys could, even aside from the hormones, uh, if boys could give birth, do you think that boys would be less encouraged to be sexually active so early on? I would, that would. I just feel like it depends on hormones. I say the girl has to do with that for a, like having my lungs, it's yours, and you're but it don't. attached to it because it may matter for Yeah. But a guy can so called. It's just, okay, it happened, but. I mean, there is something called, what is it called? Um, no, I mean, not too, but like abortion. Abortion. There's something called an abortion. I don't okay, but that nine months. Can we speak about how abortion isn't legal in every state? And how women. And you how just did. No. No, no, no. No, that's not how it works. You can't just fly over state nine or eight or seven months pregnant. God. I want to point out for our audience. To a state because you want abortion. Abortion is not going to be legal everywhere. And that's just based on yeah. your state and how. Your democracy, like, deals with it, and on there's people that don't believe in abortion, and abortion can like. States called birth control too. I do want to point out for the our audience who can't see this, it was a boy who was just like, well, just travel to another state. Right? Well, <laughs> like, it's not always like that. Made it not easy because, oh, here's the thing with abortion: if you say a woman is raped by any chance, this this. You don't have the option of abortion. You have to live with that kid that you got from your rapist. And you have to keep that kid because you can't abort it or anything like that. So when it comes to that, that's a hard decision for a woman to make. And especially if she's if they're young, not, old, or anything. I'm talking about the way she was talking about it, though. You're, you're like adding new stuff. But I, I do want to point out. It comes with it. I, I'd, like to, I'd like to point out that for me and for a lot of boys, um... The, the sexual assaults and the and the other things that she was talking about happen less frequently to us so much so so much so that we don't see it and think about it as normally as some girls do so it's it feels like less of a problem for us but, and maybe that's why but I've seen some stuff like so boys accidentally like no in a girl yep accidentally they and they they tried to stop it like try to give it by her birth control stuff but the girls like but like the girls are giving her problems and like she's telling them no and then she wants to keep it. No, she's not supposed to keep it, but she wants to keep it just to like you can never date another girl and has like like that's a position. Well that's that the pet that's 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 how you know that this person isn't ready for a relationship. They're toxic, they're like So it's not just boys, it's, it's, it's girls too. Okay, I'll, nobody said it was a girl. But it's also your mistake. But exactly. Deshaun, Deshaun, break it down, please. So 
with that, that's the risk you run if you if you sexually active with anyone, right? So you have to understand there's certain risks that might happen, meaning that if I'm sexually active with someone um, and I don't plan to be a father, then, you know, that's something I have to understand. Take precaution. But even if you take precaution, it's still a risk, right? So I'm not going to sit here and tell you what to do, but, you know, the best thing is, like, for me to make sure I don't have a child is to be absent, right? To understand that if I engage in sexual activity, protection or not, um, there's a good chance where I might actually end up having a child. So um, with that being said, if the, you know, if the girl decides that um, she wants to keep it, keep the child, the guy can't really be upset um, because that's she's her. producing the child. She's holding the child for nine months. She has to feed the child when the child comes out of the home. Not really. Well, yes, really, you not do we? It's called uh, breastfeeding. Sometimes, um, not ev not every kid um, breastfeeds, but um, I says no, I never said that. I said like sometimes there's moms like like the girls who are, who are pregnant, right? Their moms they be taking care of the baby most of the time. Sometimes they have I, a good I, I support know, system. Girl with Island now, I know I know I'm saying it. I'm saying maybe sometimes because I know a girl with Island that she was pregnant and she had a baby, but she didn't, like she had school and stuff. She goes to school and her mom takes care of her most. This is like where like. Yeah, so, that because she's young, she didn't know how to take care of a child yet by herself. Do we agree? She needs support. She needs support, and there you go. She has that stage. Some of them, some people are fortunate enough to have it. Some are not. Do we agree that this is, that this is like a breakdown in the conversation right now? That at this point, there's so much to discuss. But can we also agree? that sometimes those are not romantic things to discuss. That's not the kind of things you discuss with somebody that you're feeling in the moment. What you want is another besito, right? Like that's what you want in the moment. Uh, so you're not discussing these things, but it might be later on that you realize that you should have had that conversation because you come from two different viewpoints on that. Deshaun, is there a healthy way to have that conversation when you're early on in the relationship without making without losing somebody's libido without losing somebody's vibe without losing that romance yeah absolutely um just the fact that you're having a conversation um, alone is more important than any vibe you feel right um because you have to be on the same page as someone else to say like to, to think of like what if this happened you know are we going to keep the child or not right um this is com this is a conversation that you should have ahead of time because if you're not on the same page and you, you know, you don't think until after the fact, that's where conflict starts to happen in that relationship. And that can- Start getting into your phone, it's, you know. But what if, and then a, life, uh, a lifetime of resentment, right? Maybe not yours, but your child. And that affects your child as well, right? Because a child can tell if the, the parent, the parent want them around or not, right? So this is something that you have to have ahead of time um, before you gain to anything, regardless if it affects uh, the vibe or not. Congratulations, Josias and Yudalen. Uh, you guys started a hell of a conversation. I won't have time to go around for everybody, so please let me know if you have a question. And while you're doing that, while you're letting me know if you have a question and thinking about if you want to have that one final question that I'm going to get to in just one second, uh, Deshaun, can you tell me about Katie Brown Educational Program, uh, where you guys are from, what you guys do, and where people can find out more information? Absolutely. So the Katie Brown Educational Program, we are um, a violence prevention program. We teach about healthy relationships. Um, it could be from like just like friendships and it can range to like dating relationships as, as well. Um, so we're, we're located in Fall River, Massachusetts. Uh, we teach from like fourth grade um, in high to high school when it comes to our institute program about healthy relationships. We also do 
like um, adult programs as well. Like I'm doing, um, talking about unmasking toxic masculinity um, sometime in um, the summer um, when it comes to like just doing this presentation in front of like parents, right? Um, so, you know, with this, with this program, this is basically, um, we talked about just healthy relationships overall. Okay. Uh, and, and did you say, uh, did you say the link or, uh, yeah, so you can, um, you can KB, um, Katie Brown educational program.org. So KBEP.org. Okay. Uh, take us home. Right. So after all that, do you believe that it's beneficial or at all worth it to date as a teenager or as a youth? Yes, everything everything you do is <laughs> everything you do is something that you learn from, right? Even mistakes that you make, right? Um, is is all something that you learn from. Something to keep in mind. I'll leave it with this: is people in your life for a reason, a season, and a lifetime. You have no control of who's in your life, right? So, yeah, you might date somebody, but there's a reason why you dated that person. Even if it didn't work out, maybe you learned from that person, right? And then there's some people in your life just for a season. That, that, was, that was here today and not necessarily here tomorrow when it comes to dating. And then there's some that you might have as a, as a lifetime, meaning that you might not date the person anymore, but you might be friends. And you might be forever friends. So everything has a purpose. Um, so just remember that when it comes to We are back in two weeks. We're back in two weeks with Libby for a conversation about consent. I hope you guys uh, will take a photo with me in a moment because I have no photos with Katie Brown Educational Program. Uh, Deshaun, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Steampunks, this has been another podcast from Highlander Charter School. Steampunks, peace out, peace out to the world. Bye-bye.